0: was like two years ago anyway let's let's do dungeons and
1: dragons let's do the dungeons and dragons everybody recording (laughs) yes i rolled a 10 okay you win dungeons and dragons Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go one two three all right welcome everybody to episode 32 is that right 32 we're on 32 now you've done 32
0: of these sounds like an episode
1: yeah, that's where we're at. We're on 32. Um, we are still in the tower. I'll do the recap, I guess, since it's short. Uh, essentially, we we had an Arcane Tower episode. You guys leveled up. You had your own little stories. Carl, you had a moment with Tess. Tug, you had a moment with Ricketts. Durf, you had a moment in your new vulture form, uh, giant vulture form. And then you guys regained some health. We did
2: mess up. Someone brought it up on Reddit. I don't know. They could have just left it alone. I would have been fine with that. <laughs> everybody everybody would have been fine with that.
1: It was the P, Addie Davis, who brought up that uh, when Carl got a sorcerer level, he was Paladin 7, Sorcerer 1, so technically you're not a level 8 sorcerer, which means you don't get the level 8 bonus, or level 8 Paladin, so you don't get the level 8 bonuses from Paladin, so you didn't get the two ability score points, so you don't add that to the Charisma. And then you're, uh, you actually use your sorcerer hit dice to increase your health. Now, we did that before we recorded, and he got the same result, so that's a moot point. But you don't get that extra two to get the plus five to charisma.
2: The There is one other thing that we missed. I had to choose a uh, sorceress origins, uh, and the two that are in the book are draconic presence or wild magic. Draconic presence doesn't make sense, so obviously I'm going to choose wild magic. Uh, Sick, Joe, that actually just kind of affects you. It says, once per turn, the DM can have me roll a d20 immediately after I cast a sorcerer spell of first level or higher. And then I have to roll on the magic surge table to create a magical effect. If I roll a one. If you roll low, right? Right. If I roll a one.
1: Oh, only a one? Yeah, that's Um, what I said. I mean, we could. I'm down for changing that.
2: No, I think you know what? Let's
1: do this. You are you are a level one sorcerer, just exploring your powers. Why don't we say, and you can write this on your character sheet. Why don't we say if you roll a five or
2: lower? I think we should go a little high. I think we should do like eight or lower. Just to okay, so it happens a little more frequently, a little more excitement.
3: Cool. I can't wait till this totally fucking backfires. <laughs> <laughs> and like, or
1: lower if it if it starts
2: to happen too
1: uh too much, we'll 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 bring that down a little don't, bit. Sounds good.
3: Don't worry about it, guys. Our battle prowess has been proven time and time again yes. throughout this. <laughs> you uh, can clearly story, handle it. That is actually so. correct. Yeah, I mean our, you've
1: lived so far. You've yeah, survived, we've we've so.
3: survived. Our low rolls have been non existent, so that's good too. Yeah, you never roll up. That's gonna balance out at some point.
1: Yeah. All right. So um, uh, what else happened in that episode was pretty important towards the end. You got together the four totems of the priests of Pelor that you have collected and you were able to save Dozer. So he changed back into his former form. Kirk helped him out a little bit, brought him back. And uh, he told you all about what's been going on in Woodhaven and how there are plans in that a war is coming and then we faded to a little epilogue that your characters don't know anything about but that's where we are left at the beginning of this episode so you guys are still in this room and Dozer fades off Uh, he's gone through just a hell of a lot and he fades off into unconsciousness um, after going through this big spiel and Tug you're just kind of like holding him there um, with everybody else the Archmage is there, Tess is there Professor Kennetzer is there
3: uh, Tug turns to the Archmage. with So Dozer is passed out or asleep or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> turns to the Archmage and he goes, uh, make sure to get this message to Ricketts and to Dozer. When Dozer wakes up, he doesn't have to go without being in a bar. Tell Ricketts that this is a guy I vouch for and that if he needs any help or can let him hang around and assist in any way, maybe root him into something he's a little bit more familiar with. I think he'd appreciate that
1: of course, of course I will he'll be he'll be taken good care of, I promise, and he kind of snaps his fingers to Professor Kennitzer, who walks over there and bundles him up and grabs him and and takes him out to a, supposedly a bed where he's gonna stay and and recover
3: so after Kennitzer picks him up uh tug lifts Dozer's like limp hand and kind of does like a weird handshake thing like a slap back and forth up down <laughs> down the rock, his finger snap and a gun, and uh sends him on his way
1: okay. His eyes do open and he winks back at you and then goes unconscious again. Perfect.
3: (laughs) All right. uh, Quest over. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Tess
1: Tess is still there. The Archmage and uh, Dozer Dozer and Professor Kennister have kind of left. And she's holding that book, that book that she got from the temple that she's been translating to kind of figure out where these totems are. And she brings it over to you all. And she opens up. She flips through the pages to where she's been working. And she points to a picture of this white. Uh crown it's it's almost like a tiara but it only wraps around like halfway's. but it's white and it's got these spidery towers that that um go from the base to the top in different lengths uh, with a big red jewel in the middle and she says okay i think this is the next one this this is the crown of a dragonborn queen turned priest by the name of prudence she ruled over the capital city of Euphoros, Arrow's Edge, many years ago.
0: Okay. What can you tell us about that place?
1: Uh, Arrow's Edge, you don't know anything about the capital city of your world?
0: <clears throat> uh, uh, correct. Term, I, 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 grew, I grew up in a hut in the woods. <laughs> I, know, I know they lost to the cup finals <laughs> to the
1: Wood
3: Warriors. I know that. I know that.
1: Warriors, woo-woo, woo-woo. Okay. That's great. I'm happy for you. Anyway, Arrow's Edge is Arrow's Edge is is the capital, and it's also known as the Gate to the West. It's the only it's the only safe place to travel through the Western Mountains to the rest of the world through the other side.
3: Uh, is it also known as St. Louis?
1: No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's Arrow's Edge. That's it.
3: Uh, out of character side note: St. Louis is the gateway to the West, right? Yep. Bang!
1: Oh, nice! Bang. <laughs> Didn't know that.
3: Bang. She says,
1: "She says it's a massive city in, in three tiers, and there's this grand palace, and the population is mostly dragonborn. I do know that."
3: Uh, so, uh, Carl, your ugly mogul blend right in. Booms. Hey! All right, seriously though, seriously, seriously, what? Seriously, That's seriously, chuckles. What? Seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously, <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> seriously though, seriously, um, how we get in there? You're to I can send, send to you I can send
1: you right now. I can open a portal right now and drop you right in the city. I don't know where this thing is, but I would ask around and try to find it.
3: Do we have a contact or somebody you know or are we just flying blind per huge Uh you flying blind. Good luck. <laughs> and she opens a cool. portal. The second time we're dropped into a city with no city contact. Okay.
0: And the thing the thing we're looking for is it is a Tierra, is that what I heard? It's a, it's a crown,
1: it's this a white crown, crown okay. From a dragonborn queen turned priest By the name of Prudence
0: Prudence Prudence's Prudence crown well,
1: It's
0: a strong name Alright, portal's
3: open It's on the floor uh, Cannonball okay. Shouldn't we go
0: save our friends? Durf says, wait Didn't uh, Dozer say that all of our friends From Woodhaven are gonna die soon? Shouldn't we go get them? Since we can save them now
2: um i'm gonna look at durf as he's rambling and then i'm just gonna go through the portal
1: <laughs> durf you're just left alone with talking about this
0: okay uh durf walks through the portal
1: all right you step take one step and fall face forward and you are dropped in an alley in an alleyway um It's around the corner of a stone building, and you are hit all at once by the sights, sounds, and smells of a bustling metropolis. Beyond the crates that impede your path ahead, you see people rushing by in bright colors and flowing traveler's clothes. Tall, thick white stone and gray walls reach dozens of feet into the open sky beyond the streets in front of you, while you can barely arch your neck far enough to see similar-looking walls
3: behind you. Uh, Durf, isn't it time for some of your, uh, rapscallion talk that you can do stuff with thieves or whatever?
0: Sure, I'll, uh, look around for, uh, thieves, thieves can't stuff. you looking
1: around for thieves can't on the walls? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, yeah, sure. Perception? Perception.
0: <laughs> That's gonna be a 16.
1: 16. Okay, what do you see? What do you see? You you look around. You look around the uh, the um alleyway and you actually see this this writing, these symbols drawn in chalk near one of the trash cans over there Durf. And you look at it and you're able to discern that what it's saying is is this. It's saying meet at the silver tongue this afternoon. And it looks pretty fresh. Hmm. And that's all it says.
0: Well, guys, I tell, I turn to the guys, say, someone is meeting at Silver Tongue this afternoon. I don't know if it's anybody we need to talk to or know, or if they know anything about the thing we're looking for, but there are people in this town and one or more of them will be meeting at the Silver Tongue this (laughs) afternoon. If we want to go there.
3: I think it stands to reason that it's probably, uh, uh exclusive invite. Uh so I say we go, and I definitely say we wipe the chalk off the wall, so we minimize the amount of people that show up just in case things pop off. Am I right, Carl?
2: That's uh that's a, a very smart move. I wish I had thought of that.
3: Bang! <laughs> Tug's in charge. <laughs> Intelligence level <laughs> Higher than than the the eight that I have. All
1: right, so you do that. You wipe the chalk off. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll Roxy clean it.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: oh, uh, nice. You do I... have
1: Roxy clean. That's amazing. You're actually using your items.
0: Yeah,
3: we're so. the coolest ever.
1: <laughs> All right, so you Roxy clean the chalk off, and you don't know where this bar is. So where do you go? You leave the alley.
0: I well, I grab the nearest person. I say, okay. hey man, um. We're tourists from um, France. Do you know where the Silver Tongue Bar is?
3: <laughs> um, so you could have just said Woodhaven, like that would have been fine, <laughs> right? It's a, An
2: actual place in our actual. Everybody story. in
3: Woodhaven's dead, though. So
2: um, I'm going to
1: say this: you you say that, but there's no one around you right now, so you're just calling out to nobody. And then you walk out the alley where the people <laughs> actually are. That's what and I mean. Outside meant. the alley, <laughs> yeah. No. Outside the alley, you step into these busy dirt streets of Arrow's Edge. Merchants, customers, and passersby are everywhere, and now that you're in the thick of it, you recognize that at least 85% of them have scaly skin and long snouts, but walk on two legs like any other respectable humanoid. Dragonborn. Several squadrons of dragonborn guards dressed in pristine silver plating patrol the area. You can tell this place is highly militarized. As you walk away from the shade of the alley, you can't help but turn around in awe of the majesty of the city beyond the walls. The city is stacked like a cake in three tiers with you on the lowest level. Above a 50-foot wall lies the second level, marbled homes of sleek gray and white and black stone, some two, three, four, five stories tall, and arranged on top of one another like building blocks you used to play with as children. Another large wall reaches up to the final level containing a magnificent white palace with dozens of towers, spires, and windows, balconies, hanging bridges, perfectly groomed landscape, all backdropped by the gargantuan dark peaks of the western mountains that it's built into. Large brown and white beasts with dragonborn riders fly from level to level across tall buildings and into the blue sky, dotting the incredible view like specks of white decorate a snow globe. The city itself lies snug against the mountain like a pocket surrounded on both the north and south sides so that the only way to access it by land is through a large eastern gate in the center of a thick wall that stretches at least 200 feet on either side before a sharp turn back into the mountainside. And that's where you are. You're on this bottom floor, bottom uh, level of this giant city. And just for our listeners, we did... Um, I said this in the mid, mid-roll of the last episode, but we did commission some art from a guy named Kyle Santos who has done awesome work. And if you go onto our our Twitter or Reddit or Discord or Instagram or Facebook, you can check out some of that stuff. We put um, – we put uh, what was it? Kingston Landing up a couple of weeks ago and we have Arrow's Edge up there already. So if you want a kind of view of what this city looks like, go check that out. Okay. So you are there. There's people all around you. What do you do?
3: Um, go ahead, yeah. Tins. If you've actually got something relevant, well, it was good. <laughs> As I said before, grab somebody and
0: ask him where the tavern is. Excuse me, sir. I'm a tourist. Okay. Uh,
1: you grab you grab a hold of the shoulder of this uh, dragonborn guy, and he's wearing he's wearing like a, a brown tunic and black pants with boots. It's pretty standard looking, and he says, well,
0: "Excuse me, what do you want?" Um, hey. Uh I'm I'm not from around here and I was just wondering where the um tavern- Silver, Tongue. Silver, Tongue? Silver Silver Tongue Silver Tongue Tavern is.
1: Oh, well there's plenty of taverns. The Silver Tongue's up on the step. It's on the second level. Okay. And he he like brushes you off and and hurries on his
3: business. Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all okay. Right, all right. How do we get to the second level?
0: I I grab a second guy. Carl, throw
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> He
1: say, looks he looks exactly like the first. And he says, "Hey,
0: what's the big idea?" <laughs> <laughs> say, "Hey, uh, I'm not from around here. I was wondering how we get up to the second level of the of the, the place." That then we're you can take the stairs.
1: And he brushes you off and he walks away.
0: Oh. Uh, okay. I grab a third guy, <laughs> okay? Uh, and I, and I say, "Hey, uh, hey man, I'm not from around here. Uh, where's the stairs up to the second level?" <laughs> uh,
1: he doesn't even say anything. He just like um, Looks straight ahead as he's walking, and and points to the left where you see this, uh, you see the this big tent, this big green tent that is kind of over encompassing the this large clearing in the middle of uh, a market, basically a huge market that you see in front of you to the left.
0: That doesn't look like stairs. And he walks away. Do you guys think that looks like stairs?
2: Uh, it does not. It looks like a giant green tent, but. Um, maybe Maybe we should just go there and investigate. Yeah, we can buy a map in the market.
3: Maybe there's a a city-related cartographer that can just...
0: Or maybe (laughs) they do walking tours. Like hourly walking tours.
2: Instead of segues, they use like little dragons.
3: (laughs) Maybe they can do two to three hour walking tours. Two to three episode long walking tours.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, they won't do
2: that. They won't do that. (laughs) All right, uh, Carl takes off for the... The green tent.
1: All right. You're, you're heading in that direction when all of a sudden um, you hear these exciting screams coming from around the corner where the tent is, and people stop behind you and turn around and start flocking in that direction.
3: Isn't that direction we're going? Yeah,
1: you're going in that direction. But they, like,
3: push past you. They're, like, oh, rushing. Uh, tug gives chase. Okay. Okay.
1: Alright, you give chase, follow these people Some of them are outrunning you, you outrun some of them And you find yourself You you take a right around the corner And you see that this dense, dense Crowd has gathered in front of the tent That covers most of this, this Large city square, this large merchant square Suddenly the crowd In front of you gasps And you see two gigantic black wings Spread themselves above their heads In front of you and come back down
3: That must be the ride to the second level Let's go
1: Okay. Okay. You, you you are pushed up against these people uh, and rows and rows of densely
2: packed people that are trying to get to this. I I pick up Tug and put him on my shoulders like like he was a little kid. Okay, Tug, give me a perception check.
3: Do I get a Do I get a be- a boost? Both I'll literally, give you, yeah, and I'll give you advantage for
1: <laughs> on his shoulders. <laughs>
3: uh, first one's an eight, and you said I do get advantage, huh? So yeah, here's for better than an eight. Wow, 7. Here we go. 7 cool. and 8.
1: Okay, you can't see anything. You, you are you're on his shoulders, but somehow there's there's so many people that even tug in your small, small stature, you are standing on top of Carl, but you can't see anything past them.
3: Cool. Good thing you made that threshold for that one death weapon or whatever you got 8. That's sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys do something because I'm a. Uh, I'm going to
2: start. I'm going to start kind of uh, pushing and muscling my way to the front.
3: I okay, give Carl. me, give me an athletics check. Both of you. I help. Hold Carl. on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 Can no. no. Okay, that's fine. No, 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 no. Hold on. I've got something. I've got something.
1: <laughs> He's a halfling.
3: Okay, I'm going to take I C U P like crumb from Areal Monsters and hold them up so I'm taller.
1: That's amazing. Okay, you don't have to roll for that because that was so good. So you stick this. This eyepiece, this googly eye on your right eye and you hold the other one up with your hand and that's just enough, just enough to see that at the edge of the crowd that everybody's looking at there are three badass looking dragonborn. Beneath their fancy clothes you see the colors of their scales, dark green, blood red and black as night. They sign autographs and flex in front in front of swooning townsfolk. Snorting and screeching behind them are three gigantic creatures that look like miniature dragons. And, Durf, you probably know what these are because you have read the the book that you just got in the last episode. You recognize these immediately as wyverns.
0: Nice. Nice. I say, hey, guys, those are wyverns.
1: Oh. That's cool. Is that how we get to the second level? Well, I guess Durf didn't see this, but maybe Tug... Like, oh no!
3: I just dropped the other eye. Like, what are these animals? Uh, okay. Tugs like, so oh, everyone can it? see it. Durf, what are these? And I toss them uh, the other half of ICUP. So Durf puts on the googly eye and can see what I'm see what's coming okay. out of my hand. I guess I see it. I Sweet. say, oh,
0: those are wyverns or wyverns. I don't know how to say it. Wyverns.
2: Wyvern? <laughs> Why? <Vern>? Why?
0: <laughs> They're like two legged dragons.
2: Uh, Do we? Can I see the stairs? Are the, are the stairs? Now that we're at the tent, are the stairs visible?
1: So you're, you're like in this area now. You can give me an investigation check to see if you see the
2: staircase. That's a critical one.
1: Uh, no. You actually get shoved. A person passes by you and just does the three stooges and pokes you in the eyeballs <laughs> and you can't see shit.
3: <laughs> cool. Uh, Tug will put away ICUP and clamber down from now blind Carl's shoulders. All right. As
1: soon as you do that, you hear the crowd cheer again, and you see the black wings raise up from the crowd, and all of a sudden, they take to the air with the dragonborn riders on top of them, and you watch them soar high up through the upper levels before disappearing over the palace-level walls, and the crowd starts to disperse.
2: Can I see, are there any, like, um... Nice people we can. Poor talk Poor people, like like <laughs> people who are like noticeably poor, or like urch street urchins, or anything like that around. Same,
1: noticeably poor. Yeah, there's probably a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. So um, on this
2: level, I'm just I want to grab the closest one. Okay. Like
1: you see <laughs> uh, an old man kind of walking <laughs> over. This is actually a human man, and he's kind of like walking back towards his shop stall on a cane.
2: Excuse, excuse me, sir. Um, huh? Yes, you. Can you tell me which direction the stairs are to get up to the second level? And he like
1: raises a shaky finger and he points just to the left over the left uh leftmost post of the tent that's there. And you see what looks like um I guess I'll explain this out of character. It looks like a subway subway stairs, you know in New York City? How you've got like a fenced in area, it's like a wooden fence and then stairs stone stairs going down. So the stairs actually travel Down, but that's where he points. He says, just go down there, follow the tunnels, and you'll reach the second level in no
2: time. Okay. Thank you very much um, for your information. And then I toss him 10 gold. Give him 10 gold.
0: Oh, thank you, sir. While we're on on the subject, what was all that shit?
1: Oh, that? Oh, that. Do you know? You're not from around here, are you? Well, obviously, you asked about the stairs.
3: Given we're the only race, or we're we're a bunch of different races from the only race of the people that are denizens of this city, solid guess, old man.
1: Well, I'm a human, but that's besides the point, that's right. Well, you
3: look like shit, because I confused you for one of the dragon things. Oh,
1: well, (laughs) that's what happens in old age, my friend. You'll get there, too, someday.
3: Nope, we're all going to die. We're, we're, trust me, there's a lot of shit going on that you don't know about. strong chance we're just all dead, so I don't think well, I'm making it anyways. so, what is that all about
1: yeah that well, that my friends those that was the house of storms, the champions of Artisi what's
0: uh, Artisi trechus
1: you do, oh, you really are not from around here, are you
0: Nope, France
1: Artisi is the Pride of the Dragonborn. It is a game played in the palace.
3: Like Is, is it like Quidditch, Quidditch or hockey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is this Quidditch you speak of? It's, it's another a- magical place. Th- and <laughs> You wouldn't know. You wouldn't get it. And hockey?
3: Oh, come on.
1: Is that from that distant land of Canadia? Uh, close,
3: <laughs> old man. Woodhaven Warriors defeated whatever this city is town's team in the cup last year. We went over this. Well, I mean, we as in a group, not you specific. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, no, no. The only sport played here is Artisi Trekkis and hockey. Agree. Agree, and he, agree to disagree, but go on. And he turns his he turns his like shaking hand up over the walls, and you see the palace, and you see. Flames just light the sky up. It's daytime, but you still see this, and you see these two glowing orbs on either side, about two hundred feet away from each other, right in front of the palace. And dragonborn are on these mounted creatures. There's Pegasuses. there's wyverns, there's Gri- there's griffins, or griffiths. No griffins.
2: Griffins.
3: Gr- griffins. griffins? Is Eddie Griffiths. Griffin. No, no. There's, Andy Griffin.
1: there's With an griffins. Name. And they are darting back and forth as, as flames, both in streams and sprays and clouds, are just blasting off. And he says,
0: they're practicing for the tournament. How do we get in it? Do we need our own animals? Well, <laughs>
1: he laughs. He says, uh, you need a few more skills on your skin for that, my friends. Only Dragonborn can compete in Artisi Trechus.
3: Sounds racist as that's, shit. That's really racist. You okay. know who can play hockey? anyone that's Bang. great <laughs> also side note uh, since you said Griffiths I can't stop picturing a bunch of Dragonborn riding a flying Andy Griffith all over the place <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so draw like the, that up somebody out like there
0: like the, this Skyrim mod where it turns all the dragons into macho <laughs> man Randy Savage <laughs> which is
1: <laughs> such an
3: underrated thing anyways the man, anyways.
1: The man continues and he says The winners of the Dragonborn, it's been the House of Storms for a whole decade. The winners get to control the Royal Army.
3: Wow. That's intense. That's a
0: terrible Uh way of doing government. No, That's no, a really no. terrible way of doing government. Yes.
1: No, 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 you don't understand. The, the winners, the champions, the people that play Artisi Trekkis, they have all been trained since they were very young. They know how to rule.
0: Who's going to win this year? The Artisi Trekkis guy, LeBron? Well,
1: if it's just like the past 10 years, it's got to be the House of Storms. That's why they have such a big following, as you saw.
0: Who plays for them? LeBron?
2: Steph, no, no. If it was LeBron, Steph. they would win. sorry. <laughs> <swept>. <laughs> <laughs> who played LeBron um, James? Who LeBron plays LeBron
1: James? <laughs> ah, well, the dark green one that you said that you saw, the dark green one that you saw, his name was Triton. The blood red one that you saw, his name was Steve
3: holy shit in my mind i was thinking steve and i'm not even kidding steve i was coming Curry. in hot with a steve joke for you real, you just melted my fucking face okay yeah, 100%. that's awesome
1: all right and he says and the black one ah that is their fearless leader klontz
3: oh he should have like, like the whitest name. name ever <laughs> klontz
0: it's a good thing he's good at this dumb sport yeah <laughs>
3: That's definitely not (laughs) hockey, which this town has a team in. Anyway. All right. Well, I hope
0: you guys have fun at your stupid game later. We're going to a secret meeting at a club bar. Hey, do you know where
2: the silver bar? Silver tongue? Silver tongue. Silver tongue Uh, bar is?
1: Yes, of course. Everyone knows where the silver tongue is. It's up in the step. Just take the stairs up there. Hang a lefty. And walk for about 500 feet, you'll see a large silver tongue on the roof. Can't miss it.
3: Uh, okay. human or dragon tongue?
1: Oh, a dragon tongue, of course. They're all the. F- they're fucking everywhere.
0: What's the difference between a human tongue and a dragon tongue?
3: I'm a assuming dra- it's forked. That's kind of in my mind what I was picturing.
1: He's right. It's a smart one, you are.
0: Oh, God okay Ah. alright well we're gonna head over to the bar enjoy your sport thing which I'm sure will never come up again just a little bit of lore we learned not (laughs) foreshadowing anything and um (laughs) see you never again and then I pat him on the back and head towards the subway
2: alright you two following? tagging along
1: and you hear him say thanks for the gold
2: you're welcome buy you some drinks
1: yeah
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs> just elderly scream as he gets shoved <laughs> and then he has a heart attack
2: and he dies cause he's-
3: oh no I guess, did he is
2: that really happening if that happened I'm gonna go back and get my ten gold
1: no no he's good he'd want me to have it <laughs> he'd want me to have
2: it he's good
1: This is Joe, your Dungeon Master. I don't want to keep you too long during this episode, episode 32. Thank you for listening to the first part of our newest arc in Arrow's Edge. I hope you find it entertaining. I'm really excited uh, about where this is going to take our guys. So... Just a couple announcements. Uh, like I mentioned before, we did commission, commission some art for Arrow's Edge for the City for Kingston Landing, and next up is going to be Corby. We commissioned art from a guy named Kaio Santos who does really great work. Go check him out on on Twitter, you could just look at our Twitter, our Facebook, or Instagram, all those different places. Be sure to follow us on all those. You can find us at the mention or the username ymia tavern. Um, also, we would love if you can leave us an iTunes review if you're enjoying the show. We are so close to 400 reviews. We just did a dice giveaway. Um, we were going to do another one if we hit 400 reviews by episode 33. And speaking of the dice giveaway, uh, thank you for everybody that entered and you know said. Great things about the Tavern Cast. Why you love the show? Um, congratulations to Tyler Stormbreaker and Daniel Reed, Daniel Reed five one three, uh, for winning those dice. And like I said, if we hit four hundred iTunes reviews, we'll try to give away some more dice to people. So be sure to leave a good review on iTunes and let us know when you do. And by the way, the dice that we gave away in the first time were given to us by Comic Book World in Florence, Kentucky. We are all near the well. We all are from near around the Florence, Kentucky, Cincinnati area. And I I know I go to Comic Book World for all my books and everything that I need that's D&D related. So if you live around there, if you live in northern Kentucky or Cincinnati or somewhere close, Louisville, wherever, um, be sure to visit them. It's a great store and the people are awesome. All right, it's this part in the mid roll where, where I call out all of our $15 or more patrons. A patron is someone who donates uh, to our show monthly. You can donate a dollar, you can donate 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you want. If you like our show and you want to support us, you know, podcasting is free, all this work we do for free. So um, we would really appreciate it. It helps us support the show, it helps buy art, um, commission music, all sorts of different stuff. Um, so if you go on to slash YMIA Tavern, you can and select a donation level. And here are our $15 or more patrons. Uh, Most of them are getting NPC names on the show. We're running a little low now. That's why that level is closed off. But if you select a different level, you can always bump up your your pledge. But here we go. David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Sir Falkor the Fearless, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Ursula Bertea, James J.C. Eklantz, who wants to give a shout-out to the Hit Dice Podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jim Saunders, Jason Ford, GM Binder, Chris Saulberg, Sean Myers, Spencer Robbins, Bobby BJ Melton, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Mike Hawk, John Dowstrom, and John Dalstrom. So thank you guys so much for donating $15 or more a month. Your donations go a long way to make this show better. All right, well, that's it for me. Enjoy the rest of episode 32 and the start of this arc. Uh, by the way, if you like the music that's done for us by Jacob Pretty, a good friend, Jacob Pretty, shout out to him for this music in the next arc and all the other kind of ambiance that you hear during the episode. All right, guys, uh, enjoy and we will see you in about two weeks. Bye bye. All right. So you guys walk over to this subway, basically these long, wide stone steps, and you and you walk down into a series of tunnels. There's still just as many people down here traveling from the bottom to the middle, um, the step, which is the middle layer. You actually, now that you're kind of down here, you see that this is pretty ingenious for this city um, to not have stairs that are in the open air, because if the city was for any reason ever attacked... You've got these wide walls with these spikes at the top, and you could easily close off these subways uh and to keep people from traveling further down the city so you could close it off in the first level and so it's it's pretty pretty smart the way they've set this up, and that's you assume that that's why they set it up this way um and eventually you reach the large steps, the large stairs, stone stairs that lead up to the step and this level's a little bit different. it looks a lot nicer than the bottom. It's not a dirt floor. It's like cobblestone. The buildings are much more uh, up. They have much more upkeep, you know, slate stone, nice and smooth. You see big spires coming off a few of them, uh, tall buildings in this in this part of town.
0: Like the financial district, the bougie district.
1: Right. And as you walk into this city square, this kind of middle area city square, you see a large bulletin board there um, before you kind of head left and go towards the bar.
0: Are there people up there?
1: Yeah, lots of people.
0: Now that we're in the bougie district, Durf looks around for shit to steal. Natural okay. 20. Jesus.
1: You see, <laughs> um, yeah, you you find this guy. He looks extremely flustered. He's a dragon board. He's wearing kind of like this, uh, this man purse kind of thing. And it looks, you could, just the lumpiness of the bag, you can tell it's chock full of gold.
3: Uh, Okay, slide a hand. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before what? Durf goes, Durf grabs him by the shoulder and goes, Burgle off, and then <laughs> and then I find my own mark. Do you roll it?
1: Investigation is that what you rolled, Dirk? Perception. Okay, perception's fine. Seven. <laughs> Seven. You see a you see a tiny dragonborn child holding a swirly, colorful lollipop.
3: Arguably a more difficult uh, burgle, but. <laughs> whatever I'm just gonna throw that out there. Is Tug right. taking a shot at it yeah <laughs> you gotta steal from a little kid <laughs> well, un- unless Durf tells me about his mark and why don't you just you steal, steal from Durf after he's stolen it <laughs>
0: well while, while, while tug is considering whether to rob a child <laughs> Durf Durf walks past the the guy with the um the, 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 the thing the satchel and he, mm-hmm. did, he he's gonna use Druid craft to uh like rattle some shit right behind him. Like, I don't know okay. if, if there's a bottle or something I can rattle. So he'll All look right. the other way and then I'm going to slide of hand him.
1: Let me do a perception check for him to see if he sees it or hears it or it's distracting to him. 18, yeah. So he whips around and he's like, what's that? He looks to be in a hurry, but that kind of freaks him out a little bit. And he puts the bag in the perfect position to the right of you where you're able to Maybe do something with a sleight of hand check.
0: <clears throat> a nine. <sighs> uh, all right, you reach <laughs> the down. Has been open, <laughs>
1: You reach down to grab his man purse, and he catches you. And he turns around. He's like, what, what are you trying to do?
0: I was like, like uh, I say, well, <laughs> sir, your bag is hanging open. Looked like something was about to fall out of it, and I was just setting it back up into your, um, just, just, I was just closing your bag for you. Give me
1: this de- deception check.
0: <sighs> Hurry, put your goggles on. Uh, deception <laughs> is a <laughs> 18.
1: Oh, okay, that's good enough. He says, oh, oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And he hurries on his merry little way.
0: I say no problem. And then as he's running away, I slide of hand again, question mark?
3: <laughs> <sighs> Disadvantage you want to try it. You got to open the door for Tug here, Durf. You afraid? You afraid what Tug can do on this burgle off? Yeah, I'm
1: going to say no. He walks away quickly and you lose. You lose. You lose. Tug, it's your turn.
3: Uh, I want to burgle the guy he just tried to burgle.
1: Okay, so you see Durf uh, interact with this guy. Sure. Right. Okay. And you see him start to walk off and he's almost walking. He's uh, not walking towards you, but he's walking kind of like... diagonal to the left in your direction.
3: Um, Well, I'm going to use stealth and move up to him innocuously so he doesn't notice that somebody else is kind of in pursuit.
1: Okay. Give me a stealth check.
3: That is a 15.
1: That's, uh, let me roll against that. A 2! Okay, he doesn't see you. What do you do?
3: Let me see what I've got, uh, in my, in my, my stuff here. <laughs> We're now 40 minutes into an hour long episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and We've moved like 20 feet. Tug is going to just, since, since, since he was able to move, uh, and feels that he is completely, uh, unnoticed. He's going to put himself into a, a position just to make a, a swift grab into the bag. With uh, enough accuracy so that he's not disturbed and doesn't feel anything. Truly a perfect setup of sleight of hand, not needing magical trickery bullshit to distract somebody.
1: (laughs) Just tried to snatch a handful of coins? Yep. Okay, sleight of hand.
3: A nine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you punch the guy's bag and it kind of swings around his side and hits him on the left, and he goes, what the, what the hell? What is with everybody in my
0: bag?
3: Durf yells, Well, why don't you just
0: fucking fasten it, man?
3: <laughs> Tug goes, It was uh, slipping off your shoulder, and it was open, and somebody <laughs> could have reached in there and grabbed it. And I was just trying to adjust it back up there for you. Give me a deception check. 14.
1: i uh, we'll roll against that just because... They're thirteen, I'm not kidding. Okay, so he buys it and he's like, You you kind souls, someone could have stole something from me.
3: Could have. And then yeah. Tug just slinks back to the group. He says, <laughs> I,
1: I tell you what, I'll give you both two gold pieces, and he reaches in his bag and he flicks you guys some coin and walks away.
3: I try to burgle Thanks. Durf's coins. No, you don't. Okay, fair. <laughs> In that case, to the Silver Tongue. To the Silver Tongue. <laughs> to the, the Silver another Tongue. Another successful heist. Where okay, the Olympics for- continue. <laughs>
1: okay. Forget the bulletin board. Uh, all right, so you guys <laughs> take a lap.
0: There was a bulletin board?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I mean, I said there was, but if you guys don't want to look at it, that's fine. We
0: got to get to that. We don't know what time the meeting is. To the, to the silver To the
1: silver tongue. Tongue. Okay, you, walk, you take a left, and you pass by this glowing, very brightly colored, obvious bulletin board with a bunch of important information on it. And you walk right past to get to the bar.
3: That is pretty much how our adventure started. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much.
3: To the toad! All right,
1: so you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, you're walking, you're passing a bunch of people. When you see in the distance, the large silver tongue that the old man was talking about, and you hear a flurry of activity and angry voices coming from the door as a female dragonborn guard bursts from the tavern, dragging a man clutched in her arms. His body is a disfigured mess of half human, half dragonborn features. One of his arms is covered in scales while the other pale skin and hair. His eyes have slits and his pale nose protrudes out unnaturally to a point underneath which a forked tongue licks at the air. And he half hisses, half yells out in frustration, and you notice that his body is actually changing before your eyes. His human features are beginning to fade, and by the time she takes him around the corner and out of sight, he turns back into a full dragonborn, and he's gone.
0: dur follows them? Follows them. Yeah, seeing what the fuck that was all about.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, you follow behind for a while. You go down alleyways. You follow this guard who's, uh, you know, kind of, like, dragging him along. And she's saying things like, Oh, you stupid idiot! You stupid idiot! You think you could get away with this? You think you can turn into a human and just hide in plain sight? We know what you smell like, you filthy scum. And then they keep walking, keep walking. And she eventually...
0: Durf Durf's like, officer. What seems to be the problem here, officer? Okay,
1: all right. Um, the the uh, the guard turns and whips around, and he said, he looks. She looks you up and down because you are an elf, and this is very strange." And she says, "Who the hell are you, and what do you take off talking to me like that?"
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a member of the neighborhood watch. And well, show um, me your badge. Show me your badge. Well, I don't have it on me right now. I left it at home. I just wanted to check and see. I just, want, I just, I just wanted to see what's, uh, what's going on with this rapscallion in my neighborhood here that you're hauling away. Um, thank you for your service, by the way.
1: She's impressed for uh, half a second with your impressive vo- vocabulary, rapscallion. Uh, <laughs> but then she kind of like shakes her head and she looks and she says, uh, we've been trying to track down this mother effer for, for days. What did he do? Oh, he's,
0: he stole. He, he was we caught
1: stealing food from the palace.
0: What's, what's the situation here in terms of, is he like bound? And where are they standing in relation to each other?
1: Um, they, she, she has him like, she has his hands kind of like wrapped around his back and is dragging him. She looks much stronger than he is. He's kind of like a little weakened from this change as well. Um, but he's not bound or anything now. And they are maybe twenty feet away from you.
3: Tug yells to the
0: silver tongue <laughs> Well, I want to know what this guy can help us. I like him. I don't know him, but I like him
1: yeah she she looks at you and she says, "So you got something to say, kid, or you, can I just move on
2: All right, well, see you later. okay. She shakes <laughs> God, her head and man. whips
3: around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She shakes her head and whips her out and drags this hissing man off, uh, out of sight again.
3: Uh, Tug leads, leads into, just kicks the door open to the silver tongue. All and right. goes, did you see that guy change into a dragonborn? Pretty fucked up, right? What was that about? And then like throws a, a, his arms a, out like, huh? <laughs> you hear a record scratch.
1: <laughs> and uh, all these heads, these dragonborn heads turn towards you at the door. And then the music continues and they turn back and keep drinking. God, this town you see sucks. a a <laughs> You see a silver dragon board bartender. He's wearing like this black tunic and he's wiping down the counter, shaking his head at you. The whole place that you see now is covered in a dusty haze. It smells like hard liquor and like burnt meat. And you hear this musician. In the corner, who started his music back up, he's playing the somber tune on a fiddle, lit by the streaks of light that break through the wooden slats of the walls. But nobody seems to be paying him or you any attention. It seems like this might be business as usual.
2: How many people are in here? There's a half dozen. So six plus us? Yes.
3: Um, does anybody look unsungly? Uh, Tug's going to go to the bar. I'm just going to, you know, bartenders, they're story keepers we can probably talk to him.
1: Okay. Yeah. just first, uh, as far as Jamal Durf's question, anybody look unseemly. I mean, they look like regulars. They look like regular bartenders. They're chatting amongst each other. There's a couple loners, but other than that, nothing special. And Tug, you heard, you head to the bar and um, you, you, the silver dragonborn is wearing a name tag and you read the name tag and it clearly marked in black ink is the name Patrick.
3: Tug leans, like, pops up. I'm assuming there's bar stools. Tug pops into a bar stool and leans into the bar. Patrick, wild day today. Wild day today. I'm not even going to get you in the details of how my day went, but where our paths cross, did you see that guy out there transform into a dragonborn and get dragged away by the police fucking crazy? (laughs)
1: Uh, okay, yeah, he stops wiping the bar, and he looks you up and down, and he says, It sure was pretty crazy. It's it's not the first time I've seen something like that, though.
3: Fuck you mean, Patrick.
1: Oh, people are changing all the time. I don't understand where they get this potion or whatever the fuck it is, but they're changing their appearance. They're like ashamed of their dragonborn selves. I don't understand. They should have pride for their race. Am I right?
3: I mean, I agree, but I could also use to be a little bit taller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a bar. <laughs> it's a song. Is that a think. song? Or what? Yeah, you guys, it hasn't reached here yet. It's pretty new. Oh,
1: yeah, we're late to the game, usually. Ah.
3: First off, Patrick, I will take one of the largest mugs of brew you can provide me. Two, it's a potion, you say. Oh, it I like, said is, that. I don't know. Uh, So, like... Obviously not routinely available somewhere, so there's got to be somebody somewhere that knows how to get a hold of it, right?
1: Ah, potion, a spell, it's all weird shit. Uh, I don't know. It, there might be someone around town. I was hearing some rumors of someone named Nicolina Sassy who used to sell some, some weird shit. People walking around saying there were witches and whatnot. It's very odd, but yeah, she's on the other side of this part of town if you want to go visit her.
3: Patty, I'll tell you what, I'm going to finish this beer and I might pay that a visit because I'm interested, like I said, to be a little bit taller. Not ashamed of who I am, just ashamed of the lack of legs I have. Um, (laughs) Patty, if you were to say that there was a bright, shiny billboard somewhere on this level, what would it say?
1: Oh, the billboard? Ah, there's notices all over the place. There's probably a few eritisi Trekkis posters, maybe some local restaurants and places and shops that might be, you know, selling their wares and advertising to go visit them. I don't know. It shit changes every week.
3: Fair enough. Next question. Tell me about this uh, this game for the control of the Royal Army.
1: Now You talk about Eretissi Trekkis, of course, right? It's the only game we got.
3: Yeah, that's a tough thing for the old Tug to say, so he's just going to go with the game.
1: Say, I- a- 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 Aratissi. Aratissi. Trekkis.
3: Dur- Dur- Durf says, you know, where we're from, we just
0: call it the beautiful <laughs> game. <laughs> Am I right?
3: Where are you from? Woodhaven, the land of hockey. Um. and <laughs> the, the Woodhaven Warriors. And the Woodhaven Warriors, baby. <laughs> Beat your ass in the cup finals last year. Apparently nobody in your city knows that, though. Um. <laughs> he she
1: stands there for a solid, like, four or five seconds. And he says, I literally have zero fucking clue what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, my bad. It must be all that liquor you haven't served me yet getting into my bloodstream. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. And he reaches
1: down and he he pulls up this gigantic goblet that you will cl- very clearly have to hold with two hands. And he starts pouring bottles of liquor inside of it until it's about halfway full.
3: Uh, So Doug sees the mug. He grabs uh, gold coins, whatever is equivalent to the cost of the drink, flips that on the table winks and the guns the man and starts drinking and turns to Durf and Carl and he goes, so, uh, I'm assuming you caught all that while we were talking. What's our play, fellas? Awesome. Well, and then Tug just starts okay. chugging the goblin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, what what can you tell us about, uh, this, did you say her name was Nicolina Sassy?
1: Yeah, Nicolina Sassy, she's, uh, uh she's an old woman. She's ancient. I, I think I've heard of her since I was a little boy, but, uh, yeah, I mean, she runs a place, I forget what's the name of that. Hey, hey, Bill, hey, Bill. And he he calls down the bar, and this uh this other old drunkard kind of looks up, and he's drooling a little bit. He's like, huh? And he goes, hey, what's the name of Sassy's Place? And he goes, uh, there's the cauldrons. Cauldrons and Curiosities, I believe. And um, Patrick is like, yeah, so that's it, that's it. But it's cauldrons and Curiosities. She sells basically food and Creepy shit. Ugh.
2: Okay. Is she also a dragonborn?
1: No, that was that was a human, if I'm correct.
3: Hey, Patty. Yes, sir. Can I, can I get an order of the mini corn dogs, please?
1: Oh, we're fresh out. We got the last one just an hour ago. We got the little buffalo sliders
3: though. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, I'm gonna need some of those because this drink is potent. And I don't want to automatically go into my drunken state. <laughs> I need a key point for that. <laughs> Not mean. Not mean, Patty. He stands there silently for about
1: four seconds and he says, I have zero fucking clue what you're talking about.
3: Wowzer. All right. Uh, in that case, I will take the sliders and the rest <laughs> of this drink, and uh, we will be on our way. Yeah, he whistles to the back and uh, orders you a thing of sliders that come out just a couple minutes later. I eat one. Tug is no- doesn't say anything, but is noticeably furious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway,
0: let's go get potions so we can turn into dragonborns and play the beautiful game and become the kings of the army.
2: Do we not want to wait and see who shows up for this meeting kind of thing that brought us here?
0: Yes. Is is the guy who got stolen earlier got snatched up by the police? That was the meeting, maybe. And you got? I was I was trying to get him to to free, and you guys were like, right, "Let's go to the bar
2: Cauldrons and Curiosities."
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs>
3: that's good. Yes, you are
2: correct. Very good. All
3: right. Okay. So, hold on. So <laughs> d- the potency of this drink does this mean I'm auto sloshing? Relevant um, question.
1: Uh, how long do you slosh for normally without a key point?
3: Um, I think it's something like battle time. It's something ridiculous, like 10 minutes.
1: Okay. We'll just say you are sloshing for 10 minutes currently.
3: (laughs) Time to battle bitches.
1: (laughs) You walk out of the, uh, tavern, the silver Tongue, and, um, you walk back towards the, he said it was on the opposite side of town. So it takes you, takes you five minutes just to get back to the market square. Um, and as you walk into the market square, you still see that large billboard there in the middle.
3: I look at the billboard. Tuck does not look at the billboard. He can't read.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. You look at the billboard, and you see several nondescript items on it. Lots of papers, lots of posters for things you really just aren't interested in. Um, Three things stand out to you, though. One is Nicolina Sassy's Cauldrons and Curiosities, an advertisement for that shop. And it's a picture of this old, old woman, and she's holding up a peace sign. She's got this long nose with this mole hanging on it. And it says, For all your cooking and crafting needs, potions and pork chops, knickknacks and wax, salves and saltines, open at midnight. And then you see a second poster, and it's an old, old, faded, dusty poster with a bunch of rips in it already. It looks like it's been there for years but you see this ripped bronze dragonborn, and he holds his fists in the air, standing atop a pegasus, and below him is a slogan in dragonborn. Do any of you speak dragonborn? Tug not, does not. on your Or draconic? Any of you speak draconic?
0: No. Elvish, druidic, sylvan, common. Um, okay,
1: well, you see the slogan, and uh, it's, it's in big red letters, and it says, Nugri Ik Vivex. Now, this poster is only about three-fourths of the normal size because all the numbers that are kind of like in strips at the bottom have been ripped off.
0: Is there anybody around?
1: No. I mean, they're all around, but they're not really paying attention to you.
0: Can I say, hey, man, what's this say? To uh, the nearest Dragonborn.
1: Yeah, you call someone over. You call someone Dragonborn over. He says, uh, that says, hunger for victory. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Then. What what is it? What uh, what's the significance of this poster? Um, what's is it? Is this for a team? Are they hold tryouts.
1: Oh no no no! That he points to it and he says no 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 that that my friends is Sir Falkor the Fearless, old champion of Aratusi After he retired, he opened up a training facility for those interested in joining the games.
3: Interested.
0: All right, guys, let's go get some fucking potions. Turn into dragonborns. Go to this training facility. I'm gonna use my plus like 30 animal handling to become the best <laughs> Aratesi Trakas player ever, and we'll get the fucking crown and also be the kings of the army.
3: Dope. Um, I say
0: that. I say that right in front of the guy we were just talking to.
1: <laughs> he looks at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He looks at you and just laughs, and he's like, yeah, 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 sure. An elf, a halfling, and a shrimpy little human are going to go become the champions of Aratissi Trekus. <laughs> and he turns around and just laughs all the way away from the market. <laughs> and you see a third, uh, very flashy poster on this billboard, this bulletin board. And it's right in the middle. And it's very clearly an Eretissi tournament poster. And you see on the front three dragonborn that stand in a heroic pose, and you, you immediately recognize them as the dragonborn that you saw before. You read, Eretissi the pride of the dragonborn, a new decade, a new reign, register at the step, dawn. And as you scan upwards towards the large black dragonborn in the middle you see something atop his head and it is a large white crown At this point, I want to give a shout out, special shout out to all of our $5 or more patrons Jonathan Zeman, Andrew, Kurt Rodine, Joshua Ald, Sierra Jones, Ryan, Instagram account Lace Evangeline, Holly Roxana, Kong Wei Sun, Ryan Corbin, Lady Magsire, Torben Schwartz, James Crouch, JJ Holler, Chris Harrison, Jack, Micah, Tuck, Tucker Barkley, Pat Manads, Olivia Fumiati, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Kozlowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Dan McStalkerson, Jason Ripman, Octavia, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin from the Redshift Podcast, Marco Olifson, Ian Coughling, William Martin and his buddy Huge Arse, Elemental.fm, Alignment Unclear, that's Joshua Hebert, Jack Mega, Nuke Vikalich, Nick. Vukalich, Vitali Vasilyuk, Joe Quickle, and Adam Hoffling. You guys are awesome. Thank you for all your support. And if you want to be added to this list or the list in the mid-roll, please go to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. See ya.